Business Growth Show is sponsored by Leadfeeder by Dealfront. Most of us B2B companies invest a ton into ads, content, and marketing, all to get prospects onto our websites. But you probably know already, on average, just 2% of those hard-earned visitors are gonna convert into leads and leave their contact information. That means a whopping 98% of visitors are vanishing, never to be seen again. Leadfeeder fixes that problem. With Leadfeeder, you can identify the B2B companies that visit your website, add them to your CRM, and empower your sales team to strike warm conversations with dream clients. Stop missing out on website opportunities and turn page views into pipeline. Grab a 14-day free trial of Leadfeeder at leadfeeder.com. That's leadfeeder.com or visit the link in the description below. It's time to get your B2B marketing game on point. I'm Sam Dunning, host of the top 10 B2B marketing podcast, Business Growth Show. And to check out my free playbooks, podcasts, email tips, and whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org. So with the rise of AI and tech moving super fast, it's imperative that you stay sharp and on top of your B2B marketing game so you can drive maximum qualified leads, make impact, and drive solid revenue for your business. I'm going to share seven practical steps that I use so you can keep sharp on your B2B marketing game. Let's dive in. So my first tip is to host your own podcast where you interview experts, practitioners, leaders in the field so you can stay fresh and sharp on topics. So as an example, I host Business Growth Show, the B2B marketing and demand generation podcast. Each and every week, I'll interview marketing leaders, practitioners, and experts on their area of expertise with a dedicated focused topic around what they know best. We tend to do one a week with a guest, and then we'll sometimes do a solo episode like this on a specific topic. And that really helps me stay up to date on what's working in the field, as these are most of the time VPs of marketing, chief marketing officers, or similar, that are actually out there doing the work, getting results for their company, so I can learn tips from them and likewise share it with all you guys on the video and the audio podcast. We've got plenty of past episodes on the YouTube channel and the audio podcast on setting up a podcast. So dive into those and get stuck in. Tip two is to listen to industry leading podcasts. So I found podcasts to be an absolute hack, especially if I'm doing things like commuting, driving the car, doing the dishes or exercising. Instead of sticking on the radio, I can whack on a podcast, get some new thoughts, get some new ideas, give me some inspiration for content, for media, for podcast episodes, for LinkedIn posts, and much, much more. Two that I love to tune into most weeks are Everyone Hates Marketers by Louis Grenier. Louis's got some real controversial opinions around marketing, and he interviews some real experts, not just in marketing, but in other fields as well, so you can get real ideas. He really grills his guests, so you get super detailed insights that are practical and actionable. So everyone hates marketers. I'd recommend giving that a listen. That's entertaining and useful and educational. The other one is Confessions of a B2B Marketer by Tom Hunt. Again, Tom interviews experts in the field and quite often gives case studies, either solo episodes and guest episodes on how they've achieved certain results, how they've grown business, how they've grown revenue. So those two, as well as my own podcast, Business Growth Show, 
are well worth a listen to up your B2B game. So in at three, we've got running marketing experiments, and this can be a superpower for testing out new tactics, channels, strategies, and in most cases, your competitors probably aren't running that many experiments. So it's an awesome way to actually get ahead of the competition. I recommend going in with a hypothesis, i.e. what impact you think the experiment is going to bring to the table, whether that's improving traffic, improving leads, improving views, downloads, impressions, whatever metrics are relevant. Setting aside a fixed timeline, two months, three months, six months, eight months, 12 months, whatever, and then closely measuring the results and impact that it brings. And then after the timeline is up, measuring whether the results were worth scaling up and ramping up. If yes, brilliant, do so. If not, but at least you've learned from it, you've given it a fair test, you move on to the next experiment. Some ones I've recently ran for web choice or putting out dedicated videos for pages we're trying to rank. So in this case, I did one for B2B SEO company because we were frustrated that wasn't ranking page one. So I made a dedicated YouTube video, embedded that at the top of the page. The advantage of doing that is that on the Google search results, you can actually improve your click-through rates sometimes the video can show up as a thumbnail next to your organic search results so it can whack up your click-throughs and also there's a video section sometimes lower down in the search results so you can actually get two listings for the price of one another thing i did another experiment i ran was actually putting faqs at the bottom of the pages but many sites just have generic faqs i was stealing questions that i'd get on sales calls from prospects and customers and quite literally addressing those so how much does it cost why should I do it? Isn't Google Ads cheaper? What do I need before investing in SEO? Once I implemented both these tactics that none of the competitors, was, competitors were actually running, then a few weeks later, we managed to get page one, uh, position one for B2B SEO company in the UK and EU. Uh, one other experiment I've been running is cold calling to ideal client profiles, leading with the problems we fix and the impact that they can have. And that's also been something ex exciting that I'm going to run in a future podcast episode so yeah consider experiments and giving those a try in at four we've got a very simple one and that is following leaders practitioners and experts on linkedin so i do this i probably spend way too much time compared to what i should scrolling the linkedin feed but with that said i pick up ideas almost daily by following founders I follow marketing leaders, practitioners, I follow sales leaders, I follow entrepreneurs and business leaders, all kinds of B2B pros. And each day I'll see their stories, their tips, their ideas, their case studies in the feed. It will give me inspiration, it'll give me new ideas, it'll give me thoughts that I can rework for my own posts that go out to my network on LinkedIn. So yeah, LinkedIn's a super powerful tool to learn from experts, position yourself as the expert, and also build up your own network and acquire inbound leads if you are posting and contributing to LinkedIn regularly. Tip five is reading or listening to audio books, but also getting outside of marketing. So listening or reading on entrepreneurship, business, or even sales. So as an example, I recently reread Gap Selling. Now I'm a super slow, a painfully slow reader. So I use audio books when I'm driving doing the dishes, gym, whatever it may be. For example, gap selling is useful for marketers because it talks about where the prospect is now and the gap between where they need to get to. It talks about problems, leveraging the impact 
of problems, talking about what is the root cause behind them and leveraging that on the gaps of where they actually want to get to their current state, their desired state, their future state, and using that in your sales process, but also within your messaging as a marketer, that can be super powerful for understanding problems, impact of problems, root causes, for ads, website copy, media that you produce and put out and more. So yeah, there's always stuff to learn when it comes to sales, business, entrepreneurship that can really play in to your marketing game. And then at six, we've got networking with other marketers, founders, people in or out of your industry. That could be on LinkedIn, that could be in a Slack group, that could be in a community channel, could be face-to-face, could be at industry events, could be on Zoom chats, could be meeting for coffee, breakfast, whatever. So as an example, this might sound like a bit of a weird one, but I'm actually friends with a bunch of competitor agencies in the US, UK, and EU, and I'll quite openly share ideas with them, whether that's posts that are working and performing well on LinkedIn, podcasts that are doing well, new channels I'm trying out, whether that's digital marketing, offline, or even cold calling, whatever I'm experimenting with at the time. And I found that when I'm open like that, they'll share ideas too. We'll sometimes jump on calls, share kind of tips, thoughts, insights on the industries that's working well. And it's a really great way to network with others, learn from them. I've even found that this can build and strike up some referral agreements so you can actually end up getting work off the back of it. So not only does it sharpen your skills, but can open up new business avenues. And at step seven, we've got running sales calls. So myself, I run a bunch of sales calls for our web and SEO agency consultancy work. And the reason that I do that is so I can stay fresh, current, up to date with problems our actual prospects and target clients are facing. So I can know their frustrations, their pain points, know what's up to date and actually leverage that when it comes to our marketing messaging, when I'm creating videos, when I'm creating podcasts, when I'm drafting up posts on LinkedIn to make sure the real problems I'm talking about are resonating with our ideal client profile. I can understand the key jobs that our prospects and customers want to get done and I can stay fresh and up to date on their goals, their motivations. So all of this can resonate throughout our marketing messaging, our ads, our website copy, the media, the podcast, and all the material that we put out so we can stay up to date on what they actually care about. And lastly, as a bonus, if you're anything like me, there's still plenty to learn and plenty to improve upon. So from these seven steps that I've shared, I recommend just picking one or maybe two to begin with. So maybe it's the podcast, maybe it's running experiments. You run that for a certain period of time, you get comfortable with it, you get the results from it, and then you ramp up the other steps that I've shared and maybe some of your own. And there you have it. I hope you found these tips on keeping your B2B marketing game fresh and on point useful. If you're on Apple Podcasts, your feedback as a rating and review is very much appreciated. Or if you're on YouTube, a subscribe goes a really long way. And for more free resources, playbooks, podcasts, or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org.